The presenting sponsor for this episode of the Autism Dead Podcast is brought to you by William Stanley of Northwestern Mutual. Special needs parenting is one of the most rewarding but difficult journeys a person can embark on. It comes with so many unique challenges that most families just, they never have to worry about or experience. And one of those challenges is financial planning, where where you're looking to plan for yourself and your child's financial future. Special needs parents often have to navigate things like disability, SSI, and other services that are tied to our financial situation. This is where people like William Stanley of Northwestern Mutual can help. As someone who has firsthand experience with the unique needs of special needs families, William, a special needs father himself, understands the challenges you're facing and can help you plan for your financial future in a way that makes sense for you and your family. You can contact William today to learn more about how he can help you navigate this tricky landscape by visiting williamstanley.nm.com. That's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y.nm.com. My name is Rob Gorski, and welcome to episode 52 of season five of the Autism Dad podcast. This is the final episode of season five. We'll be starting season six in January, and I am really excited because I set out a I set out with a goal of, of 52 episodes, and I accomplished that right in time to take a break going into the holidays and to come back in uh, January doing bigger and better things. So. Uh, I wanted to end the season on a positive note where I'm giving you something to think about or even something to do. And and so real quick, I want to just give you a little bit of, of background as to why I think this is important. So we, we talk a lot about representation, right? We want our kids to be able to see themselves represented in, you know, TV, movies, uh, in books, on uh, you know, in government or positions of authority, like we want our kids to know that there are other people out there like them doing amazing things, right? So it gives them hope and inspires them. And, and that's a hugely positive thing. My guest today is Doug Frego, and he's a retired physician and uh, has worked with autistic kids and adults for 30 years uh, in his practice. And he's also very passionate about boxing. And he wrote a book called Noki, and it combines those two things together. And uh, I've read the book twice, and it's, I love it, I really do. And I think it's a really positive message. I think it's a very interesting take. And he's here today to just discuss that a little bit. We're gonna have just a 15 minute conversation about kind of where the inspiration came from, what the background is, and why he feels that it's important to have uh, an autistic person represented in this book. So, um, Doug, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Could you take a moment, tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do, and let's get into talking about Noki. Uh, my name is Doug Ferrego. I'm a, actually a family doctor, uh, recently retired, um, but I've written about actually seven books now, and um, I still uh, keep in touch with the medical profession and, and do some other hobbies that uh, are important to me. And this book is one of the most important things that you know, for me, it's about uh, someone with autism, and I treated patients with autism for 30 years in family practice, and uh, it's my favorite interactions with patients with uh, mostly kids with autism, but adults as well. And Noki, which is the character in this book, is a, is a young adult with, with autism. So uh, I read the book, and I, I really enjoyed it. And, and I've not read, I've not read too many books. Well, I mean, I read books, but like not too many books about like autistic main characters. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. so how did you, what inspired you to, to write Noki? So there's a, this is a basically historical fiction because there's a lot of truth in this book, right? So um, 
Prior to becoming a physician, I worked with professional boxers. I was a collegiate boxer, uh, All-American. My brother was a pro, actually uh, top 10 junior middleweight in the, the 1980s. In the late 80s, I used to work as a trainer for boxers, and I met all these incredible boxers. I've been in title fights. Um, I trained Floyd Mayweather's uncle. So I know boxing inside out. It is an absolutely corrupt industry with some great people involved. The problem is there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. And then I combine that with my uh, physician experience that I said earlier about treating patients who have autism. So the interesting thing that just caught my attention uh, that people don't know about is the absolute intimidation factor in boxing. Like I was involved when Mike Tyson fought in the, uh, my best friend, Lou Savarese. I was in the corner there in Scotland. And that's the famous Mike Tyson when he said, told Lennox Lewis he's going to eat his children and blah, 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 whatever. And he's absolutely insane. But the intimidation <laughs> that goes on before fights is insane. And so imagine the fact that someone who, as you think, um, has a, maybe a deficit, doesn't read social cues at all. If that person, like Noki, doesn't get intimidated because he cannot read social cues in, in his world mm-hmm. of intimidation, nothing bothers him. Now that bothers the people trying to intimidate him. And that became what an advantage that is. is you don't get nervous. It's with, at least with Noki, he doesn't get nervous because his uh, he's got a savant skill that we can imitate any boxer in the world. And then he has with his autism, with he really doesn't read those social cues of intimidation. So it built off that for me because you know this is I say historical fiction because I use all real fighters throughout this book, and Noki can imitate all different styles, and styles make fights. So it would be really incredible if he could become any fighter he wants, but also doesn't get intimidated or bother or nervous. That's to his advantage. His his autism is now to his advantage. Do. Are there are there any autistic boxers? There are some. I don't know. There are some MMA. Very few. I think there's a one or two boxers with autism. Um, there isn't anybody like Noki. Trust me. But uh, there are some I've heard, and I put it on the website letnokibox.com. Some examples of people with that that are uh, in MMA and and boxing. And when you when you brought that up, I was thinking that you know there's a lot of stereotypes and assumptions made about autistic people, right? Like they, they don't, they're not aware of what's going on around them. They don't absorb whatever, like all, all these stereotypes that are false, right? Correct. Noki, what I, what I really sort of caught with Noki was like, nobody knew how much he was actually absorbing, like how much attention, like he was paying really close attention and was able to sort of, uh, like he absorbed everything. And, he and- controls the destiny, actually, if you look at the, to the end of the book. Yeah, he, he actually was in control more than anybody thought. And then he did what he was going to do at the end in that last fight. So Noki doesn't change. He's just who he is doing what he wants to do. The others have to change around him. The world has to change. His trainers have to change. But he doesn't change. That was, that was important for me to do that because I don't want to make a story about let's change this person with autism. I, they're fine. He's fine the way he is. That, that's really interesting because. And I guess I never really, I, I didn't really think about it like that, but, but Noki stays the same character the entire time, right? He stays yes. consistent and true to who he is. It's everybody else. The, yeah. the story is, is almost more about everybody else better understanding who he is. Right. Correct. And, and then yeah. that, that sort of moves the story forward. And, and I think that that's, that's a very relatable thing because like we, we limit our kids, I think sometimes as parents and just as a society, because we assume that something is more challenging or they're, or they're not gonna be able to do something because of a disability. 
Yes. And and when we realize that they're, you know, that when they, when they show that they can do these things, it's not because they're doing something different. It's because we're recognizing what they were already capable of doing all along. So there's a controversy in this book, and it's important to note that I don't know the answer. Can someone with autism put their life on the line and do they have the wherewithal to do that? So I, I think that was important as a court scene about that, which is controversial. Can Does Noki have the wherewithal to know that he's putting his life on the line? Now, when you meet someone with autism, you meet one person with autism. Everybody's different, right? Their mm-hmm. cognitive abilities are zero to hundred. We, you have no idea. So everybody has to be treated individually. However, in this brutal world of boxing and with boxing commissions, they would assume every bit of autism is the same. I'm sure of it. Uh, Noki was losing on purpose for a long time. Um, and that was the only way, way to make money very quickly in boxing because boxing is known for having tomato cans or guys that will lose on purpose. So if you had went in front of a boxing commission and said, hey, this gentleman has autism, he's getting knocked out in every fight, but he's getting fake. They didn't know he was faking it. Would you let him fight? And so it was it was really a way to twist the story around. But I use, again, all real stuff. The fighters he fought as are all real fighters. Um, people I know, people I've actually worked with. It's, it's actually was really cool for me to at least bring boxing, not to glorify it. Actually, I don't glorify boxing at all. It's no. corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, it's, you're exposing the corruption. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's good people in it. You know, my brother was a pro. I mentioned that. But he also has some you know, memory issues from bot, being a boxer. There's there's risk to this, and I think these these discussions need to be had. And if you bring someone with autism in, uh, in there, you know that's a very interesting conversation. And but Noki Noki doesn't get hurt, and that's the important thing for me. And and I think he becomes the hero for people with special needs. And I think that comes across pretty well in the book. Yeah, and it, and it is a quick read too. You know, yeah. it, it's it just it was a really good story, and. Uh, I, I want my kids, I'm actually going to pass the book down to my, uh, my oldest, he's 22 and, and have him, uh, read it too, because I think, you know, it is a story, but it's also inspiring. You know I mean? It, it shows that like, you know, I, I'm hoping that it, inst- it instills some, uh, confidence in him because he, he can see things that remind him of himself. I mean, it's very representative of what a lot of people are going through and, um, I mean, not, not necessarily the boxing part of it, but just the character itself. And, uh, I, I think, I think it's a positive message. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, that's the important part. Of it. I, again, I didn't want to make it a caricature of someone with autism. He's just a character, a person with autism. People still tiptoe around him and don't understand him. They still have that problem, but I think at least with Noki and that's, I think people, you know, with autism, people tend to uh, you know, because you just don't understand that person. And because the social, sometimes the emotional cues and, and how they socially interact can be a little bit different and, com- and difficult at times, it ma- makes it, you know, you just have to be patient. And so with Noki, um, he definitely has his crew that definitely learns to understand him. One being Bug, who's uh, someone, uh, a, a, a small person, uh, which is important to understand why I use someone who's a, a small person in here. Um, or a little person. So I think he t- learns to understand Noki, and I think his dad does, but his dad still has problems understanding him. I think I think it's a cool story. I think, it, like you said, it's a quick read. It's a fable about a fable that you'll understand at the end when I give some uh, Easter eggs about this story. Um, so I combine a lot of my other interests, uh, 
boxing, autism, and then the other issue, the other one, which I won't mention until you read people read the book. Do you have, is there, is there like a favorite part of the book or something that really is just really special to you? There's a scene I mentioned about a court scene um, because the question is this gentleman, Noki, who's now losing on purpose, people think he's getting hurt. They're questioning whether he can box and then he starts winning and they, and cause he had to win, he knew it and he can win anytime he wanted to. Um, the debate was, you know, can he still fight? But outside that courtroom was a, you know, a, a, a massive protest because the protest is there, you know, this is a person being used, a person with autism be used as meat into a, in a boxing ring. Right. And, you know, maybe, you know, uh, the, the, his, his dad, his adopted dad's white, Noki's black. And is that, an, uh, is, he, is he being used in that manner? And I think the one scene that I like is that the, the, a lawyer that represents Noki has a son with Down syndrome. And, and seeing those two connect, because someone with Downs tends to be very emotional, very huggy, very touchy. And, and someone like Noki particularly is not. And seeing them and seeing that person stand up for Noki saying, you know, this person kind of represents all of us with special needs. Why can't we? You know, he, if he can do it, why can't we let him? That's an important scene. I've had people really connect with me in that scene. I was reading, and this, I really liked it. So I was, so I was checking out some of the reviews uh, just to kind of get an idea of like how it was received by people. And someone made a really good point. It said that this book did for boxing what Ted Lasso did for soccer. Yeah. And I thought, wow, yeah. that's like a really cool, that's a really cool comparison. Yeah. It's interesting I love Ted Lasso and um, and it just kind of it made it understandable, humanized it, showed the stuff behind the scenes. So I think that was important to me to show that, too. And can somebody navigate that? And Noki, I think, does that pretty well. Yeah, because he, he doesn't pay attention to it. Correct. It he doesn't just, bother. Yeah, he just does. Like I always tell my kids, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just worry about what you're doing. And nobody I mean, they just can't. They can't always do that, but right. that's exactly what he's doing. He's just focusing yeah. on what he's doing and everything else just kind of disappears. And I wish I had that superpower. <laughs> there is a kind of a um, stoicism, Zen-like thing. That was another piece that I really, uh, you know, I aspire to be not even close, but I would aspire to be is the ability to just let things wash over you and not let it bother you. Imagine that skill factor in life. It's a, it's a cool thing. Go back to what we started at the beginning. Imagine walking, you know, so the stare down and some guy is a massive monster looking, trying to destroy you with his, you know, when it, when the stare down and it just, you laugh. You just don't Doesn't, care. It don't care. That, that, that more intimidates the other guy. I just, I just still love that piece that no one could bother him. And that, and that drives them crazy. So it's, it's a really cool thing. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's an example of him using just part of who he is to his advantage. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, yeah. Do you have, if, is there one takeaway that you would want the reader to come away with? Like the most important lesson or the most important um, piece to this? Yeah, I, I think for this is, you know, we, we, again, not, not to put limitations on anybody's potential, no matter who they are, that someone with autism is just like anybody else with goals, aspirations, and has um, more power to what they're to control what they're doing than you probably think. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that uh, hopefully humanizes and takes away some of the stigma 
uh, of, of autism or someone with autism. All right. How can people find the book and connect with it? Let Noki, L-E-T-N-O-K-I box.com. And because the controversy who can someone with autism box, that's why the, the name's Let Noki Box. So let nokibox.com. All right. Uh, I really enjoyed the book. I encourage you guys all to check it out. I'll have links in the show notes below so you guys can just click and check out his website, which will then have all the information and some of like the behind the scenes stuff that you can uh, you can check out. It's really cool, too. Uh, thank you for writing this. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, thank you. Um, have a great weekend. You too. And, and again, uh, keep doing the great stuff you're doing. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you the best. And guys, go check out the book. Uh, Noki, it was a great read. And we'll talk soon. Before I close things out, I just want to say thank you to Doug for taking the time to come on the show and talking to us about Noki, right? Like, it's such a cool book. And I, and I love seeing autistic characters. I love being able to talk to my kids about books that I've read that have autistic main characters or showing the movies that have autistic main characters. Like it's, it's such a cool thing to see for for your kids to see themselves represented. And I think it's important. And Doug, I think you did a great job. Thank you for uh, sharing all the information that you did and talking to us about the inspiration and, and everything behind it and uh, sharing a little bit about your life as well. So you guys can find more information about Noki and Doug at letnokibox.com. Link will be in the show notes below so you guys can check that out as well as a link to purchase the book if you're interested in doing that. Again, it's a great read. It goes really quick. I've read it twice and uh, I love it. So just a quick reminder that this is the final episode of season five. Season six will begin in January. I'm off all of December. But it would be a really good time for you guys to go back and and check out all the episodes that you may have missed. You can do so in any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. Uh, Make sure you subscribe because you'll be the first to know about upcoming episodes for season six when they release. And follow me on social media. All of my handles are at The Autism Dad. And you can read about everything if you want at listen.theautismdad.com. You can leave feedback and comments and all that kind of stuff. Uh, There'll be updates there as well. So I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. And thank you for making all of this possible. I could not do it without you and uh, wish you all the best. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll be back in season six. All right. Take care. Bye.